Hello, all you beautiful people on the Internet of Things there. Welcome to the Sunday Show. I was partially just going to stall until I could see if uh, Caleb showed up today. Because <clears throat> I could definitely use a little backup as I'm flying solo. You guys that listen to the show regularly know that Sevon is on his way to the Mark Bell podcast with the one and only Mr. Greg Glassman. So I got the reins today. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Caleb, come on here. Oh, thank goodness. I was like, I just hit the button. I was like, well, I was hoping Caleb would come on. Um, hopefully he does and <laughs> bails me out a little bit here. What's up, dude? How you doing? Hey, good morning. So here's what I was uh, thinking we would do. I have the live call-in number set up as call forwarding. So hopefully we get somebody that'll call in and test that. <laughs> you hiding something back there? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh we'll run the we'll run the banner here and uh hopefully we get somebody come in you could just call in and test it you don't don't freak out just call let's see if it works oh Please. shit i think it's working but i think i damn i screwed it up hold on hold on i was like uh thought i was all prepared for it and realized i never actually connected my booth to bluetooth to the uh roadcaster one second one second Okay, hold on. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Just making sure the phone works for you, baby. Can you hear it? Can you hear it, Caleb? Oh, I can hear it. All right, we're in there. Nice. What's up, man? How are you doing? Good Who morning, guys. It's Jethro. Have uh, a happy Sunday. Jethro. It's working. It's working. All right, that's it. You don't. Let's bring. You're not gonna make make me uh, allow me to force you to talk to me now for a second. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's going on? We just had just had a workout. Everything's going well. Tyson's playing today. Yeah, are you pumped for that or what? Hell yeah. I just uh, I uh, left a message on Hill's last post. I haven't watched a football game in six years. No I'm shit. I'm going to go to my local pub, and I'm going to sit at the bar and watch the game at 1 o'clock. All right. Hey, how many more uh, CrossFitters do you think will be watching this game today than were, than would not have, have been with those posts and everything else? Uh, at least 50%. I wish we knew. One more. Uh, it's pretty like, hey, we randomly had 283,000 more people watch. Just everybody that would be on the uh, sign up for well, the put open. Put it this way. Are you, would, you, would you two have watched a game this weekend? Not the Chicago Bears. Hell no. 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 I would have watched all the college. I would have watched the college games, but I definitely wouldn't have watched the NFL games. Yeah, college seems like there's more of a draw for us than a professional. Why is that? It's kind of like college basketball. You won't be bothered with like all the hype and the hoopla with like politics and stuff. These guys just going out there and playing college sports, giving it their all, trying to get to the next level. You know, more on the stakes. We had a there was a guy playing for Kansas or K State yesterday, and he was like classmates with my brother in high school. And he never really he he doesn't start, but he'll play every once in a while towards the end of the games. And uh, I don't I don't think I've ever watched a game more intently than I did that game because he was getting in like the second half and he ended up scoring a touchdown. And I was more excited for that than I've ever been about anything just because I knew the guy. Dude, once you know somebody and you're involved, right? Absolutely. It was cool. All right, Jethro. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you calling in and test the phone lines. Yeah, dude. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right, man. Later, Bye. Okay. So one of the things I was uh, thinking about doing is since I have a lot of people and we have another call. Nice. Hold on, I gotta like click the uh, Bluetooth button each time. Caller, welcome to the show. Am I on? You are on. Who is this? What's it's your name? It's me. It's, 
It's your boy Chris. Chris Beasterfeld. Chris Beast Chris Beasterfeld. What's up? Yeah. How you guys doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm I'm, I'm blazing. I'm awesome. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> a little, it's a little early, Chris. You doing a little wake and bake there or what? I got medical issues. Ah, yes. Your eyebrows hurt. I do. <laughs> so, so what's up? What's up, man? What can we do for you? You got a you got uh, a question? You, you guys know you guys know odd. Yes. She challenged. She said she challenges me. These guys in the chat. Yeah, guys, gals—they're always making me do these physical challenges. So, what was the uh, what was the challenge? She wanted to get high this morning. <laughs> I said, "I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm available." Okay, how's it going? It's great. How'd you smoke? What was it? It's been a good morning, <laughs> and I had um, two cups of coffee. So, I'm, I'm oh. definitely. This is the I call this the Chris stack. Oh shit! Okay, so what? How does that work? Do you like yeah. get super hyped up and then not super hyped? I don't understand. <laughs> Is it counteracting that? I, it well, it's funny. It just kind of it all it just works. It just all blends together, like the caffeine, the cannabis. Christy, do you go anxiety. to an affiliate? Just, <laughs> I don't. You don't. Okay. I do, have a, do you I have cross- a great garage gym. Yeah. You, so you CrossFit? I do. Okay. Awesome. You ever you ever blaze How up and work? You ever blaze up and hit it hit a Metcon or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh part of my, you know, issues are uh you know, it uh it helps me get in the right frame of mind to go, you know, go to war in the shadows. <laughs> you know? Crossfit my life away. Yeah, yeah, dude. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> good on you. You're not. You're not so. You're not anxious to to work out anymore. You just. You feel good. Feel better about going into your metcons. I mean, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> this to anyone. <laughs> wow. Other than me, like, you know, I mean, I just don't know how other people operate. You know, I just know me, and so I've been tinkering with my health and <laughs> mental health and <laughs> awesome. you know and this is so far it's been like this has been the best so far okay well that's i don't go crazy too much we're happy for you what do you what do you smoke like out of a bong a joint what's your preferred method it's of- a, today yeah today was a little uh like a little pipe oh. a little pipe all right okay it's not that big bag of weed Sevon has behind the counter of his desk, right? <laughs> but mail it to you. on Sunday, are you there? Wait a minute. I've been trying to get into the DMs here. This is an obvious money-making operation. Clearly. Clearly. The Sevon Cannabis Resort. Wow. Now you're on to something. All right, Chris. Well, you you enjoy yourself there. Have have another cup of coffee and get ready, get ready for that workout later on today. All right. Bye, boys. All right, Chris. Thank you for calling. See you, Chris. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Already off to a great start. Torched <laughs> it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait, I thought we had... No, it's not another call. Somebody was just... Uh... Chris got... Chris accidentally called back. <laughs> <laughs> Chris forgot he called and called it right back. Okay, so real quickly before... Um... Do you still have the notes from yesterday, Caleb? 
Yeah. This is my genius idea. <laughs> we were just going to go through and you're just going to pick a random one on there and we'll just, we'll play off those a little bit. I do have this uh, first to start. So if you guys, if you guys want to be cool, if you guys want to be part of the, the Swolverine Collective, if you guys want to take the creatine and in, in intra and not eat actual food, you can join the Swole Collective. So this is a, a link that we have in the show notes here. And basically, if you want to sling some Swolverine on your Instagram or at your gym, you can apply now to be part of the Swolverine Collective. Each tier gets you more stuff. See? Acceptance. The acceptance package. Caleb, you could be accepted. Ooh. 15% commission, 40% personal discount, photo shoot opportunities. Only oh. nudes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Receiving products on launch and 50% off nutrition coaching. So they got a couple of them here. If you guys want to go check this out, if you want to be a part of it, if you're already uh, doing the Swolverine thing and you just want to, uh, to get, some, get some money back on it, save yourself a couple of bones, you could go here, sling it to your friends. They're stealing your shit anyways. You might as well just sell them their own tub and then you get something from it. All right. So to the, the, the link is in the show notes there. Please go check that out. It's Wolverine Collective. It's where all the cool kids hang out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whisper is what did it. Exactly. Uh, Grady, are we pushing? Yes, we are. Yes. And I just sent a shitload of inventory to your house and you better, you better pay for it. <laughs> And our latest sponsor, Herbalife. No, just kidding. No, it's an affiliate program. It's not a multi-level marketing thing. Um, Mary, Matt, are you going to Rogue? No, but Caleb will be there. Was going to. No, not Caleb's going to rock it out. Are you excited? Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. It's been like super busy the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's. I feel like this will be a little bit of a break in a yeah. way. Well, yeah, work break, right? Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm excited. Oh. Shit, I just accidentally hit a wrong button and zoomed all the way in on one comment. <sighs> Do you freak out when you have to, to travel places? Like, does it throw you off your routine? Are you just, mm. is there no routine? Cause you're just in the military. So they just do what you tell, what they tell you, tell you to do. And yeah, do I don't it. really, I don't really have a routine right now. It's, I'm super up in the air just because I'm not living in a house that's mine. And, uh, yeah, so just moving in general was tough, but other, Otherwise, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants most days. So when I go to Rogue, it's just like moving my current temporary living situation to another temporary living situation. So then you just pack up all your shit in the backpack that you have and then uh, take it onto the plane and fly to another place and, and just dump everything out. There. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys haven't already subscribed to the Shatikin. Now is your opportunity. Check it out. How many videos do you have in total right now? Uh, I think I have like four longer videos, but like six or seven reels or shorts or whatever. Dude, the shorts are killing it. Yeah. You have a couple of them like, like over 9,000, 9,000? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, 8,000 people love the renovation stuff, huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like if you just look up home renovation, like it has over a million uh, like tags of that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I ha I haven't been able to do anything the past couple weeks just because of uh, uh, I'm back at work basically for a little bit. Yeah, I should be back to it like this weekend, next week. Are you shooting this with your camera? Or is this just on your phone? That's my mom's phone. Oh shit! You might want to mute the audio. It's is it loud? Yeah, no, it's the 
Oh, it's Talk gonna get us. Right yeah, good. Fuck. I don't even know how to mute audio in here. I just paused it. That's okay. Let's get the the uh, top right okay. thing. Yeah, this is why. This is why this should be your job. I just want to. It's weird to have you bring up your own thing. Is that how oh, you guys? So you guys ordered that dumpster to come to the house right there? Yeah, it's like so. It's like a thirty-yard dumpster. They said it was five and a half feet tall, but I'm definitely over five and a half feet tall. Yeah, and <laughs> I can't reach over that. There's no I can't way see over it. No, you're like, what are you like, six one, six two? Yeah, and uh, so when I got when I saw it in the driveway, I was like, fuck, this is gonna suck. But oh, we man. filled it. And we filled it with everything that was in that house. It was crazy. Like that, yeah. all that count, all those countertops are gone. Those cabinets are gone now. There were just shelves and shelves of shit that yeah. haven't been touched or messed with and forever yeah it's pretty bad so finally it's kind of cleared out it's just our storage basically right now i'm gonna try to maybe fix the heating get a new heating unit that kind of thing that's really we got a hvac guy come over and he said it was going to be like nine to fourteen thousand dollars to fix it and so we've been that's like our big money suck right now is just trying to figure out how to solve that before we can do like a flooring or insulate it and all that shit too. So, Damn. Yeah, it's, it's quite the up. task. That is quite the task. Another news. Have you seen this with uh, Dave Castro's, uh, my challenging move, shoot and communicate fire team match. You follow this account of his, the TDC hunts account. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So he's putting on, I think these are just done here at the, or there at the ranch. And it looks like these two dudes uh, got first place in his um, his challenge there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny of... how he uses like an off caliber. I think it's not an off caliber. It's not a caliber, but he uses a different firing mechanism for his matches. It's not like a pin. It's not a striker fire. It's like a rim fire or something. What's so the difference? So it, a striker fire is like if you look at around the back end of it is like a, there's like a silver piece and that's like the more common round, but he's using like, it's called a rim fire and the, the mechanism just hits the back like edge of the round instead. So it's, just, but it's, it's just a different way of shooting, I guess, but that's the kind of competition he runs. So I thought that was always interesting. Yeah, it is. It's also funny too because it looks like all these uh dudes on here would not be like able to just kill you. Yeah, right. Right? Like if you picture <laughs> like this team moving around out in the out in the woods and like shooting shit and and being all badass, like you don't necessarily put these faces to that action, but Yeah, like the guy on the right with his eyes closed. Yeah. He's just like that skinny mini looking nobody yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah, his eyes actually aren't closed. That's pretty racist, Caleb. But it's um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> oh my bad. Sorry. Uh, and I think I found we have some uh there, you know, because when you're out there, they're running around. It's not like there's a bathroom out there, right? And um, so I actually found somebody who was a contestant of uh the move shoot challenge. Move ch challenge, move, move, shoot, communicate. And uh well, he answered the hard-hitting questions for us here, so uh, <laughs> let him roll. Carrier, what do you do when you have to poop? Most people don't think of that. Look at that. 
Would you look at that? Would you just look at that? QDs. QDs. You see that? QDs for the QTs. Q, the cuties. I'm, I'm cute. I'm whatever. <laughs> so there you go. If you guys ever wondered uh, how they use the restroom when they're inside the, uh, with their body armor on, that's it. The QDs. So with the uh, phone call, I, I get a lot of people too that'll reach out and ask about like affiliate stuff or like um, coaching and, and things like that. So if you guys have any questions or stories, if you have a story, keep it short. Don't fucking make it weird with everybody putting 1999 while you're talking on the phone. Just 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 make the story short, <laughs> and uh, and we'll we'll have some discussion around some uh, affiliate talk, some 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 talk some shop. Um, okay, so until then, let's just uh, steal Sevon's notes. Perfect. Do you have one on your end? Yep. All right. Do you want to just pick a random one? Let's and see. then we'll see. Um, this is going to be live reactions, guys. So Caleb and I both have no idea what's going to happen. We'll just click the button. We'll play it. If it's something that's already been played before, we'll drop it off real quick and we'll swap it up for another one. <laughs> but we're just going to we're just going to shoot in the dark and we're just going to react to some clips and uh, have some conversation and wait for you guys to call in with some crazy affiliate stories. This one was labeled as comedy. So I figured it okay. a good one. All right, here we go. Small generational differences. Little things. I, I wear a watch. Oh. I always wear. Since I was 13, I've worn a watch. Millennials don't wear watches. It's true. Apple Watch is not a watch, sweetheart. <laughs> Checking your emails on your wrist is a cry for help. That's not a watch. The summer begins. We're on the beach. I see Leo with a black watch. I go, Leo. What time is it? Because it doesn't tell you the time. <laughs> Your watch doesn't tell you the time. It's not a watch. It's a whoop. <laughs> a whoop? What does it tell you? It, says, it tells you how you're doing. <laughs> I said, well, I look at my wrist. I see a gold Rolex. <laughs> I know I'm doing good. <laughs> and I also know what time it is. Oh, that's pretty funny. <clears throat> and it's also true. I don't see very many people with watches unless it's some sort of like Apple Watch or digital like wearable. Yeah, I think that's a it's a, I think it's a problem with like normal work spaces is that they just <laughs> think they need to continue to keep their work with them at all times. So like, hey, I need to have my fucking Outlook connected to my watch and I need to be able to check it at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning when I'm not even attached, when I'm not even in in the shop or whatever like i don't need that shit i don't i need to as soon as i leave work i'm done with work you know like, watch comes off yeah well I, I don't wear an apple watch either i wear like a regular just like he's wearing i wear a, a seiko watch and it has nothing else on it but the time the date and the and the day of the week those are the only <laughs> things i need i don't need anything else i don't need to know when when my boss is texting me telling me i need to submit my tps reports by the end of the day because i'll do it tomorrow it's not that important yeah, fuck those TPS reports. You know what's funny is I actually have an Apple Watch, but I have all the notifications turned off. <laughs> so I only Perfect. use it for the time, the day, and then the weather is like the only other thing. Oh, yeah. but it does come really in handy if you use GPS while you're driving because it buzzes, it connects to your watch. Oh. So then you can like give it a turn and it tells you which which direction to go, which is really convenient. Because um, your wife doesn't tell you the directions while you're driving. <laughs> 
Mine doesn't, I'll tell you that much. No, usually she'll start to and she'll hold the phone up. And this is something that usually always results, especially if it's a longer road trip and like just this like awkward like argument and silence in the car because she'll be telling some story. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, oh shit, that was our turn. And she like looks back and I'm like, son of a bitch. No this? Oh my gosh. Plumber, what's up? Welcome to the show. You're live. So, uh, Sousa, how are we? It's Plumber. It's it's we're good. How you doing, brother? Good. Where's uh Where's uh someone? Is he not here today? You taking the day off? Yeah, him and about another hundred people that usually watch the show are taking Sunday off right now. <laughs> oh, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we let him know ahead of time and just put it in the thumbnail that he wasn't going to be here so then that way we could just not waste anybody else's time <laughs> what's up dude how you doing good man good man figured i'd uh catch up haven't seen much of you on the show recently yeah i've been been working it's always on during yeah, when i'm usually headed out it's great jim's great no complaints i actually been uh are you go ahead Keep going. Sorry, my bad. I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was just gonna just say, like, it's been it's been good. I have a, a guy that comes in there that that helps me out quite a bit now. His name's Albert, is a head coach, and so my time there, as far as like physically having to be there to coach a lot of the classes, is slowly, slowly, slowly winding down a little bit, which is which is awesome. Oh, that's good. More time for other things. Yeah, hold on a little bit. You- hold on, bye, bitch. Okay. No, not you. Sorry. I was talking to Mike. He said, Savon's not here. I'm out. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by recognizing it, putting it in the comments. Fucking <laughs> unfollow. Unfollow. Oh, that's an unfollow. Hey, hey, block him. Block him. Block him from the chat. Get rid of him. Done. Done. Make me a wrench. I'll, I'll have it done. Um, no, that's, that's awesome, man. Uh, are you doing work with another podcast or kind of helping start another one as well? Nope. What? What makes you think that? I, I thought I was talking, <laughs> talking on a podcast. Oh, 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 so you might be thinking of Through the Grapevine. It's a podcast I do out here yes. in uh, Livermore. Yeah, yeah. So we meet that. That that podcast runs once a week for like uh, six or seven weeks, and then it takes a couple week break. And that is, um, uh, that's not my podcast per se. I, I, I co-host uh, with two others on oh, a podcast. Oh, you're just a guest. I'm just a reoccurring guest. And that's a, that's focused on wow. small businesses in Livermore. We interview small business owners nice. in Livermore. Yeah. Completely that's different. neat. Very cool. It is cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Of course. Um, I, I can't, you know, Savon's been pretty quiet about it. I think you might be threatened. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> not. And in fact, I feel bad because I'm a terrible co-host because the last like, two months i basically missed a ton of recordings because i've been out traveling mm. and working working yeah creeping around with my iphone um, on a really big tripod hell yeah will how's your coaching Caleb, going? Are, the, you in the, are you coaching full-time now or is it still indycar season uh so it's uh, yeah so indycar it, it's our off season right now um, so I'm actually probably coaching more than I was during the season, right? Cause guys are actually in the shop working out. Um, the tough part is, is we have a lot going on just like with like testing. So our guys are out doing tests for our cars and our drivers, but then also since we're a partner with Honda, we're doing, um, hybrid testing. So they're testing the future car. So basically there's just a ton of work right now. 
and the people are all over the place. People are also taking their vacations since it's the off season. So I have like, like the other day I did a partner workout. We had about like 18 guys show up. Um, and we did, what was it? Five minutes, max cow row, five minutes, max cow ski, five minutes, um, max cow assault bike, and then five minutes of a sled push. Right. And basically there's a minute rest between each station and they partnered up and it was, you go, I go. So that was their like Friday challenge, like partner workout, but it's just kind of the groups vary. Right. Um, but yeah, it's good. Nice. So you're enjoying coaching. That's yeah. great. That's great. Hey, have you had yeah. anybody, have you had anything weird happen in your class? Like if you go into the workout and someone's like, I'm not fucking doing that. Or like, um, anything so crazy. This isn't a, yeah, this one better be isn't good, at, like, uh, at a CrossFit gym. Um, but this is for my indie car job. So I, I'm the human performance trainer for Chip Ganassi racing. Oh, okay. So basically I train our pit crew and other, um, other people in the company that want to work out, right. We have a gym in our shop. Um, so we have a facility in the shop where people can come work out as a part of their work day. So like, that's basically my, and then I travel with the team when we go to races throughout the season. Oh dude, that's dope. Congrats. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. It's fun. That's fantastic. Yeah. It started out. I actually, it's funny. So my first day driving to my internship, I called in and like asked Sevon, and I think you might've been on the call too. Was like, What's your like one piece of advice you have for someone starting like a new thing. Yeah. And he said like, never say no, never say no. When people ask you to do something yep. and then just always be like the hardest, like strive to be part, like do everything perfect. Right. Like whether it was like, like I kind of like jokingly, like I'd take like pictures and send it to my friends be like the fundamentals. Right. When I'd be vacuuming the turf. Yeah. Right. Like, always just cleaning up when I wasn't told to right? like doing all the little shit. Right. And then my boss, it was the day before my internship was supposed to end. I wasn't going to get hired on because it wasn't in the budget for an assistant. And then the head strength coach accepted a job starting in August. So basically I had a job off of the day after my internship ended and I took over full time. Damn. Nice, nice work, yeah. man. Oh, nice yeah, dude. Work. dude, it's fun. Congrats. I was like, Thanks. I was like, really? Cause that was my main plan. Like it was kind of that or bust basically. I was going to be a, like, I'm like, I still want to eventually like own my own CrossFit gym. But like, I was just like, all I, all I had, my plan was like, I'm going to coach CrossFit. People would like ask me what I'm going to do. And I'd be like, well, I don't know how, but I'm going to coach CrossFit. And like, I get to basically do that now, but instead of in an affiliate for like a professional racing organization. Damn. Awesome, brother. Congrats. Hey, dude, thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for man. calling in. Thanks for sharing the story and, and glad uh, the advice from uh, Sevon worked out for you. No doubt. Yeah. All right. All right, um, brother. Thank Caleb, you. I hope the, the meth lab gets built here one of these days. One day. One day. Yeah, the sh- the, sh- the shatter kit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Oh, that's fucking cool. Uh, CrossFit my life away. That's right. We'll talk about that Tyson Bajan clip in a minute here, too. Um, Mary, you're killing me here. If I answer this question, I'm like, Hey you guys, Greg and seven are live on Mark Bell's podcast right now. This thing's going to fucking zero. What are you doing to me? <laughs> They're not live by the way. They're not live. No, no, no. I don't think that podcast is live. So otherwise I wouldn't have even brought up that comment. <laughs> but there was uh Oh, vindicate. Yes. Oh, by the way, you could still, um, I do believe you can right now. Limited edition. 
get it while you can. This is uh, something CrossFit should have posted up. Check it out. You can still get your uh, Tyson Bagent colored CEO shirt. <clears throat> you can't wear it today because you should have already bought it. But for those of you that do have it, great, wear it. If not, go to Vindicate. Buy the shirt. Be cool. Travis said, Souza is leaving to go in to start a podcast with Nate Edwerson. <laughs> you guys are going to talk about golf. For... Where's my hat? I'm going to throw my backwards hat on. And and yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Mike Wikowski says, a humble podcast. That's it. Beautiful. All right. So we'll also, um, we'll do this too. If you guys want to, you could pick the next thing we bring up on here. Just pick a number between one and 200. Put it in the comments, a number between one and 200. Wait, what is this? Jake. Chap <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So for those of you that are just listening to this, uh, Jake Chapman has a funny rotation of icon photos. His latest one was him looking jacked, shirtless. And now apparently it's uh, zoomed in and he's drawn what looks like a bra on. That's hilarious. Okay, so we got a bunch of people that put in numbers. Okay, hold on. Stop putting in numbers now. There's too many. Uh, uh, 69. Real mature, guys. Good one. Real, real mature. Okay. All right, Kev, you want to pick one of those? Pick one. Uh, say it out loud. And let's bring up the clip. <laughs> Stefan's like, this motherfucker's just taking all my material. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, okay, so number... I'm going to go with 14 because that's the first one that's on there. Okay. And it says truth. Oh, yeah. blast it. Let's this go. might this might be way over our heads, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> this might be Sevon level uh knowledge. Yeah, if it gets crazy, we'll just listen to it and both nod and then just it'll go away. Mm, yes. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Truth has become a right wing concept. You cannot say it because if you say it, you are considered right wing. And to be right wing is to be in league with the forces of evil. Education it was turned from being the transmission of a culture down through the generations into the overturning of a culture on the basis that the culture was illegitimate, racist, colonialist, and all the rest of it. And we are where we are. So knowledge and wisdom are increasingly unacquainted. Truth has become a right-wing... Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I I had a debate with my mom, like probably last week or something. I can't remember, but I was telling her how the people who are the right wing ideologies are more aligned with like what used to be like the original left wing ideologies. And now the left wing is looking more like it's like a moving. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a moving ideology, right? Like yeah. so before you would have been like if you were like anti-war, like if you were, hey, give people their own space to do their own thing, you would have been considered like liberal. And now that's right. kind of flipped, right? Now that's conservative. Like now we need to be the protectors of the world and like go out and educate people and everything. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. It was weird. I had a weird conversation. You know what's funny too is um a lot a lot of times on the show, especially we hear like Savon's always like, Hey, pull your kids out of school, like homeschool your kids and everything else. It's kind of funny because if, if I told you, Hey, everything you watch on the news is funded by the government, people would probably freak out to that reaction. Right. They're like, Oh yeah. yeah, it's all propaganda. It's all funded by the government. Well, your public education system is exactly that. 
Yeah, right. And it's a, uh, it's interesting seeing like these private company. Well, it's actually now if you think about it, the private companies are kind of controlling, in a way, what news narratives are being put out. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, John Stewart is that his name? He was that used to be on mm-hmm. like Comedy Central or whatever. Yep. I I guess he used to, he used to do those bits about different, uh, things going on in the world, and now he got hired by Apple to do the same thing for Apple TV. And I guess he pitched to Apple TV. He's like, Hey, we're going to talk about China. We're going to talk about vaccines. We're going to talk about AI. And, and Apple was like, no, nope. you're not doing that. <laughs> Especially that like, first one on the list. Yeah. And he's like, why not? Like, these are things that needs to be discussed. He's like, Nope, you need to get in line with your employer and discuss things that are, that help them basically. And then he's like, okay, well, I don't really care to, work for you guys anymore than he left so I, yeah i, just I mean i found that interesting too they like, do, government private companies i mean everybody wants to uh, a sense of the information so that way it makes them look good or look in the best light and stay away from contra- controversial topics right right and the one thing that i've pitched a lot when it comes to public school that i think is huge that's void out of there it's like two things actually <clears throat> and they're vitally important i don't think to like as far as intellectual development but just as like a human development in the society we live in number one the biggest thing is learning how to cast like a vision in a future for yourself i think if if more people really made that the focus of like hey who do you want to be why do you want to be this what do you want to achieve in life and you started that from a really early age and that's a constantly moving target right like i wanted to be fucking peter pan when i was five well, right. now apparently I could have. They probably would have changed, <laughs> changed rules at school so I could be Peter Pan. But that's a constantly moving target. But if you're always thinking about and casting a vision for yourself as an individual, we talk about it in terms of CrossFit the company. We're like, there's no visionary. Greg left and the vision's gone. Right? And that's true. And what happens when there's no vision? Everybody kind of just like turmoil starts. And I think it's the same thing in the US. Like what there used to be this American dream. Now, whether it was made up and it was bullshit, at least you had some sort of thing to to move towards, right? We used to have American heroes, right? You would watch Saving Private Ryan or or some of these military figures, and you'd be like, holy shit. We would we would put them up on a pedestal as like a hero because they were protecting others, they're patriotic, they were servers of the community, they were contributors to the United States. And now ask yourself, who is America's hero? There's right. not really one specific, like, there's no entity, there's no, like, American dream anymore. It's like, work your ass off until you can scrape by and get exact, get something that you want. That's it. And so all the the younger generation out here doesn't even have an American dream. They're, they're villainizing America. They think it's racist. They think that it's the worst country in the world. They hate capitalism, even though they're walking around on their fucking $300 Nikes holding their $1,500 iPhone and, mm-hmm. and saying, oh, capitalism sucks. It's like... Dude, even the homeless out here got iPhones. You know what I mean? Even for the bottom tier, as far as like income and everything else, it's still much better right now than it was ever in the uh, in the past. And I think that if you think about, oh, who's America's hero right now? It's like it's the the blue haired victims. Yeah, they're viewed right? as the most uh, they're the most ideal ideal person to look after. I guess they're the loudest. Yeah. And, so, and that's what all the, the uh, mainstream media focuses on and everything else. So they're not really casting any vision for America. They're not casting any vision for our youth. And the ones that are being uh, promoted are victims. And that's, that's not, you know, 
that's not a great mentality. The second thing, and this will go with some of the people uh, posting stuff and about like buying a house or buying stuff is finance. There is no financial education through the normal school. You don't know shit about taxes. You don't know shit about finance. You don't know anything about debt or credit or any of that. And yet our society fundamentally runs on that. And so when I was in school, the big thing that my parents always said, well, there's two things that my mom always said a lot. She would always say, oh, we'll never have money like that, which is already a terrible, terrible mindset, right? Because she's just reinforcing something all the time. You know, you would see like a car drive by and it'd be like, oh, must be nice. We'll never have money like that. That's right. You know? And my dad used to just make a comment. He'd be like, I could buy that instead of had you two assholes. And he would like point to me, my brother. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds exactly right. Yeah. And, like, and oh, we could have that house, but it's because you fuckers it, decided. Yeah. Yeah. I had two kids instead. And the other thing um, she would say all the time is, oh, we're, uh, get good grades in school so you don't have to work hard like your mom and dad. Get I did that. Good. Guess what happened? Yeah. Load of shit. So it's like, it, and that's kind of a, always what's the only thing that's uh, really being pushed, right? It's like, hey, Get good grades. You'll be taken care of, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? When you fucking graduate school and you want to start anything, let's say you do want to go buy that house on, you know, your 8% and pay $5,500 a month in, on mortgage. The bank is not going to ask you, oh, hey, what'd you get? What were your grades in high school? They're going to say, what's your financial report? And they're going to want to look at your finances because that's the report card of the adult. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey on the uh, financing tip, do yes. you have, do you have, uh, if you're going to self-educate yeah. any book, classes, what do you recommend? Yeah, the very, very first thing I recommend is Dave Ramsey. Huge. Buy the Dave Ramsey book. I think it's called The Total Money Makeover is his, is his first book. And it's the best. Now we're talking about personal finance here. It's the best personal finance book in my opinion because it just goes down to the basics don't fucking spend more than you make don't use yeah. debt and then once you kind of get your head wrapped around those two things then it's about building up a savings and and everything else like that if you don't want to buy the book he has like everything posted on his website too any any concept you want to look at tsp accounts uh getting rid of all your debt how to spend your money all that stuff's usually on his website too mm-hmm and if you need some good, uh, like, just motivation to stay thinking about that stuff, just listen to his call-in show because you'll hear everybody's, like, fucked up stories. And hopefully you don't have one of those, but it does help you keep motivated to uh, save and stay out of debt. Is that a, on YouTube or is that a radio yeah, show? It's on YouTube. If you just go to, to the Ramsey show, um, you'll you'll get it there. Now, again, his uh, his stuff here is, is super, super um, basic. So, you know, if you're somebody who wants to learn, uh, you know, some fancy stuff or where to invest your money or all that, and you already have the three, six to nine months saving put away for your, you know, emergency fund and all that, then you might want to branch out of that. But if you're just getting started with personal finance, I highly recommend Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover. Yeah, cool. And then uh, before I let you guys go, um, I was watching a news program that highlighted um Jocko and his co-host and Jocko unraveling they were talking about the uh Israel thing right now mm -hmm. and 
latest episode, it was like five days ago, they break down like tactically if they were in charge what they'd be doing right now. And it's really, really interesting because it's points I haven't heard on any other uh, topic I've, I've watched on, on the issue. So if anybody's interested in that topic, it's Jocko Unraveling, and it's like five days ago. Awesome. Thank you. We'll have to uh, check that out. Yep, yep. All right, guys. All right, Carl. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Bye. Okay, wait. We actually had um, money come in. I did this last time, dude, and somebody like dropped money, and then um, I can like you get so caught up in trying to just keep the show show moving forward and like the comments and where I'm gonna go next that I forgot to bring it up and they DM'd me and they're like, I gave you a dollar ninety nine, you didn't post it. And the funny part about it is I actually felt like really fucking bad about it. Like, I was like, no. So we got one here, extra slot. Oh, Caleb and I got to meet uh, Mr. Mrs. Slot. Good cool people. people. Um, I'm going to give Sevi $5 to say this is a nice dot, 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 break, question mark. That is all peace. I think maybe that's because we're stealing all of his <laughs> I hope someone doesn't get mad about it. Sorry. I was like racking my brain last night. I was so tired last night. I was trying to think like, okay, I'll get some stuff together. And I started looking through someone's notes and I was like, you know what? We'll just we'll just swoop these and just uh, get the conversation going with these and, and see what happens. Okay, so there's a couple... Um, uh, Dave Ramsey is a bit preachy. You are right, Mike. I will say if you do listen to the show, um, yeah, especially once you become a regular, he is a bit, he is a bit preachy. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Patricia, is this Trisha's ghost? What is this? I don't know. Who, who is this? <laughs> I feel like it is. Do you think that they're the same person or do you think somebody else picked up the persona? That's what I'm worried about. I don't know. Can't tell. Oh man. You guys should have kept track. A mortgage doesn't count as debt. Uh, that, was a, that was another thing. He he does this with he has this concept with mortgages and he and the yes. same thing with uh like college education. Mm. He says if you can't pay for college, you shouldn't be going to college. Okay. Which I'm not I, I understand it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I have a difficult time reasoning that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so then what? No, so I mean, probably seventy percent of the United States can't go to college because otherwise they're choosing to go into debt. You know what I mean? Right. So I never really understood. <clears throat> at least for, for me, it was super easy just because I had the GI Bill and I could it was taken care of entirely. So, but well, like to that point, dude, I think that's what people should be doing is trying to find more. Um, more different ways to do it without going right into debt. So this mm. is the average uh, borrower in the United States right now for student loan debt, and it's $37,338 to the borrower. So here's the deal. If you are going to borrow money for school, you need to fucking first find out what exactly you're going to do with the degree you're getting. Don't go get something and like, religious studies or freelance illustration like i did <laughs> and and if you do that don't take debt out to do it because guess what you know what the jobs are for a freelance illustration artist fucking nothing so yeah. if i were to take out fifty thousand dollars in debt with no game plan as to how i was going to pay that back and and no um yeah, I would say guarantee, but I use that word super loosely, like a high probability of me having a job that's going to pay back like 2x or 3x what I borrowed. 
you better be real careful of that, right? So meaning if I borrow 40K a year, like is my job going to be at 60,000 or 80,000 a year, or maybe 100,000 a year, that's going to give me a little bit of breathing room so I could actually pay that back because not only are you paying back that loan forgiven, or not only are you paying back your student loan, but you still have the cost of living that's happening. So you're probably still paying rent somewhere and everything else. And what people don't realize is when you take out these student loans, the federal student loans, you cannot go bankrupt against them. They will follow you for forever. Some conspiracy theorists might say that they did that so that way you're indebted to the U.S. dollar. So regardless of what happens to the strength of the U.S. dollar, you're still figgity-fucked and got to pay it back. I don't know. That's not me. That's some conspiracy theorists. Okay? It's just throwing it out there. But to your point, Caleb, if you are going to get a career where you could take the loan out, you could see the path to where you're going to make it back, you're going to have the career and everything else, then, then yeah, that's a safe bet. But all you're doing is just looking at the probability of, hey, am I going to make more than I took out later on once I have that career? And if the answer is I don't know or I'm unsure, then you better find other ways to do it or to minimize the amount of debt you take out or find a way to do it without the debt altogether. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, Mary Monsoor, a.k.a. Toe Spacers, a.k.a. Space Them Toes, a.k.a. Rubber Between Them Toes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to have the last one to not have to do with toes, but I lost it. I don't like how Dave is against credit cards. <sighs> don't tell me you do it for the points. Okay? Don't tell me you do it for the points. Here's the deal with the credit cards. Most people end up getting underwater really quickly. So if you are on a boat, and let's say you could go a little bit faster, just bear with me on this analogy here. Just bear with me. This is going to sound fucking weird. But if you're on a boat, and you think you could go faster because you pour more water into your boat as you're driving, maybe it weights down the back end a little bit. Maybe you do go a little faster in the boat. But the only problem is, is that if you don't, put the however much water you're putting in the boat if you're not taking it out of the boat at the same time quickly your boat fills up with water and your ass sinks so the only issue i have against credit cards is most people can't pay them back because what ends up happening is they say oh i put this on a credit card because i'm going to get paid this next month or it's only x amount or it's zero percent or something like that so they make up these excuses they justify it and then what ends up happening is they might have a bad month or two you end up making the minimum payment on that credit card instead of the whole entire balance like you told yourself you were. And now each month you're carrying that debt on. But the main thing that happens with that credit card is you get comfortable with carrying the debt. You get comfortable with carrying the debt. So what I mean by that is all of a sudden you're like, ah, I was paying it off, but I liked having the cash in my thing, in my checking account instead of paying it off to my credit card. And now it starts to build over time. And next thing you know, you're just paying the minimum and your credit card uh, balance is really freaking high. And then you can't get yourself from out from underneath the weight of that debt. So I get it if you use the credit card because you got the points. Some of them even have um, like different insurance policies behind them, meaning like they'll protect you if you need to return something or if you have a dispute with the merchant who you bought it. Like a lot of times the credit card will pay you back and then we have to. I get all that. I get all that. And I'm not saying I don't use them. I use them, but I don't. I don't use it in a manner that's going to uh, exceed like a thousand or something dollars. You have to keep it really low because it is very, very easy for people to get um, stuck underneath that credit card debt. And one last piece on this um, finance stuff. For those of you people that want to do anything in business, anything at all, 
if you want to open an affiliate or even if you just want to turn that side hustle into something a little bit more, you have to first treat your personal finance as if it's your business finance. So what I mean by that is you have to be responsible with your money. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have a budget. You have to be deciding which, which bucket the money goes in. Is it savings? Am I paying off this? Am I using this money for something else? Where every dollar is going? Because if you can't do that with your personal finance, then you're, there's no fucking way you're doing it with the business. And that becomes much more complicated because then you have the whole tax thing to factor in. You have monthly ins, monthly outs. You need to have more cash on hand. You probably want to have more cash on hand for opportunities. So if you don't first have your personal finances like dialed in and haven't for a long time, then um, don't even consider opening up a business. Start with that. Start with that. Um, oh, shit. We got Mrs. Slop to comment. She must be an accountant or something. <laughs> nice. Okay. So we'll um, just to read out the, the extremely long-winded two things that are missing out of public education that you could Teach your fucking kids yourself, even in the spare time with your three jobs sitting down at dinner together, is finance and a vision for themselves. Hey, Johnny, what do you want to be when you go up? Well, I want to cut my dick off, mom. Okay, end of discussion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> California Public School. Oh, Daniel, I fucking love you. I am preachy. I'm I'm up here on the soapbox this morning. This coffee just kicked in and we're doing a 24-hour long show now. <laughs> All right, let's pick up another another one of these. You want to go back to the uh make the crowd pick or you you want to just shoot in the dark there, Caleb? Um, let's do this one's blank. Sorry, one last thing. Jay Hardle, you don't need to uh build up credit. That's not true. You could actually buy a house at some point without ever having a credit card. Okay. Google it. Not not saying that you still shouldn't or whatever the fuck, but just saying you don't you don't need to. You don't need to. Okay. Sorry, Caleb. Go ahead. Very good. Um hmm. let's do this one doesn't have a caption on it so we'll just go with it perfect oh mm. perfect we'll go with it it's novak Djokovic. see blade knows credit score is overrated scam ass philosophy yep ask yourself who put the emphasis on the credit score it wasn't fucking the people okay sorry and i understand that not being vaccinated today i you know I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And, and that's the price you're willing to pay? I, that, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. Ultimately, are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically, because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes, I do. But as things stand, if this means that you miss the French Open, is that a price you'd be willing to pay? Yes. That is the price that I'm willing to pay. And if it means that you miss Wimbledon this year, again, that's a price you're willing to pay? Yes. Why, Novak? Why? Why? Because the principles of uh, decision-making on my body uh, are more important than any title. I'm trying to be in tune with my body um, as much as I possibly can. And I understand. Mm, interesting. I always find that so crazy. Like, and there's our, like the first comment on there is already... 
somebody just being pissed about him being selfish. Mm. But it's like, dude, you, like, how dare you uh, not get vaccinated? Because the person in the, the people watching you in the arena could die if they had asthma and got COVID. Like, hey, it's so unlikely that that happens. But yeah. also, it's his body. Just like it's that person's body that they can put in things that they want to. They can vaccinate themselves all they want. Like Just allow them, allow everybody to do as they wish with the thing, with the, the flesh mechanisms that they have. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of the people that would argue like uh, Wayno6583 did such a selfish viewpoint, right, is the same type of person that will turn around and, and be, you know, pro-choice. It's like, oh, okay, so is that a selfish? Because aren't you just terminating the child due to your circumstance or environment, assuming there's no health things going on? And so people can't like wrap their head around the, that logic of how like if you're going to have bodily autonomy, that just goes all the way across the board. They want to pick and choose. The other thing that's crazy too is how people don't understand how this is just like a, a big pharma thing. And like who is for that? Like, Right. Actually, stop and think about it. If you don't want government government funded media, then you probably shouldn't want government funded. <laughs> the other thing too is, is everybody wants to be the guy that or the gal that's all, hey, speak your truth, live your live your journey, and then when he does it, they go, oh, well, not him, not like that. That's selfish. How dare it's, you? Yeah, it's fucking. It's totally illogical. Totally illogical. Um, there's some. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People made some good comments. I will put um what about medical expenses? <laughs> so I read this book a while back. It's called Modern Money Theory. And if any of you guys have heard of it or the person who wrote it, you'd be like, why the fuck? Actually, it's right here. Oh, wait, no, that's the deficit myth. That's it. This is it. Okay. This book. This borders on, uh, it's called the deficit bit, the modern money um, theory and the birth of the people's economy. This chick is batshit crazy. If you really? read this book, this is the closest thing to socialism as far as the finance portion of it goes. Yes. I didn't know that. I, I, I liked the cartoon character, so I bought it. Okay. <laughs> like Uncle Sam cartoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and basically she makes this really good point at the beginning of the book and she goes, um, trust me, I don't think you guys will want to like, if you read that book or listen to the book and then you listen to my viewpoints, it's the exact opposite of some of the stuff that I um, preach. So just be prepared for that and know that you're going to invest your time into listening to <clears throat> that or reading that. Um, but the point she makes at the beginning is she says, Hey, if you have a household, right. Where you get paid for your, um, the chores you do. So Caleb and I are in the house and there's this almighty Uncle Sam that pays us for every chore that we do. So Caleb does a couple of uh, a chores and he gets some money. And I decide, eh, I'm cool. I don't want the money. Well, then how would you make me want that? How would I value the money? Okay. Well, then Uncle Sam comes back and says, hey, Caleb, I paid you for these uh, chores that you did. Oh, by the way, there's a new thing called the tax. And I only accept it back in the money that I give out. So whether you decide to do the chores to collect the money or whether you don't at the end, you're still going to owe me money back. And that's how we were saying earlier is that when, when you put the tax or that starts to rise, now people have an incentive <laughs> to earn the money. Interesting. Yes. I've considered is. that. 
and her whole thing was that we could print as much money as we want as long as people are working because then when you pay it, you could tax it back. And so it won't create this huge rise in inflation because you could just tax the money back. I, I don't know. You guys can listen to it for yourself if you really want to dive down the rabbit hole on that one. But um, what's, it, what's it called again? It's called the deficit myth. And her whole thing is that you could balance out the, uh, the deficit just by printing more money and creating more jobs. But then essentially what would happen is everybody would be put on the uh, government, government dime there. What do the reviews say? Oh, three and a half. Or four and a half stars at 3,700 uh, reviews. It's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. But she, yeah, she does a lot of stuff that like um, relates it to uh, Monopoly, so it makes it easy to kind of understand. That's an Italian. <laughs> but it really is, um, it really is interesting. Patricia, you've never paid your taxes because you're not a real person. You don't have an income or a social security number. <laughs> And you faked your own death. <laughs> Mary just called her out in the chat. Mary's skeptical if that's actually Trish or not. It's, anybody could have picked it up, right? Pretty much. And the other Trish killed themselves off. Oh, man. Okay, let's drop another one. Go ahead, Caleb. Pick a, pick a number. Let's see what we're working with here. It was a very real death. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll do the Trish. this is a some tweet from elon awesome so here so it says elon musk got rid of 75 percent of people and twitter is still working so i'm i guess it's x now but here's a video of jordan peterson talking about it 75 percent of people and twitter is still working with record traffic. Right, exactly. And so I think he will, and apparently, he's also put the boots to the people who are tra trafficking in child exploitation already. Incredible. Two right, no kidding. No kidding. In incredible in two ways. Incredible that he did it, but even more incredible that he could do it that fast and that it hadn't been done. Right. He's got rid of... Interesting. You wonder had... about all those people that have Apple watches that work outside of work. How much are they actually doing? And then when they show up in the office, how much are they actually doing? Like you uh... may act like you're busy all the time. You have all the technology to be associated with your business at all times. Yep. But in reality, you're not actually doing hardly anything at all. Yep. Yep. I completely agree with that. I actually had a great discussion um, at Crash Crucible with Will about this exactly. Really? And yeah, and I agreed with what he what we were talking about or what he said. I don't want to put him on blast too much, but essentially the consensus was is that if CrossFit HQ does not get every single person that's working for them right now in the same building that needs to be that's doing all the day to day stuff, I recognize there's a lot of other people that could stay remote. But if they don't have the core of that company underneath the same roof, that it'll never catch traction and dig themselves out of the hole. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult working with somebody in a different, different time zone, a different, um, like, yeah, in a different roof entirely. Like whenever we would try to coordinate things with other, uh, entities or anything like that, just from like a military standpoint, it's difficult to get a hold of those people. So, and even if you were trying to, like, if it's me 
and I have some problem with my finances and I need to talk to finance, they're in a different building. I can try to call them. They won't answer. I try to get over there and see if they're over there and they're out doing something else. It's so difficult to work with somebody, even if they're just across the street. So unless you're able to get all those people under one roof or you're able to get those people on a regular conference call or regular discussion, it's no, nearly impossible. Yeah. And you could see from the outside looking in that CrossFit's just a dog chasing its tail. It seems like that internally something's going on there. I don't know what it is, but they're not, they're clearly not on the, the boat all rowing in the same direction at the same time. Right. It seems like you have some people doing this, some people are, some people doing this. <laughs> a lot of people doing that. A lot of people doing that. And they're just kind of all over the place. And until you bring them all underneath the same roof and have yourself some fucking leadership inside there. And again, somebody that's casting a vision, then there's, I just don't see how it gets brought back together. Even when the company was the strongest it was, like let's say pre-2018 when it got fired, if you took all those people that were at CrossFit HQ all the time and then pushed them all, all over the country, I think it would become much, much harder. And I realize a lot of them did work remotely, but at least they had a home base. There was like this HQ and you could bring everybody there and you could do this. Like I think the last uh, all-hands meeting they had was a couple of weeks ago at Dave's Ranch. Hmm. And, they, and I mean, a lot of the people that were there might have been meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that, right? Like yeah. I've never, yeah, it would be pretty wild. Well, what you said about um, casting the vision is, I think, is really important too. Because if you don't, you could just say, "Hey, these are the things we need to get done," and then nobody understands what exactly they're doing it for. So then, unless you get just like, just like you become attached to an individual person, a part of a team, you become attached to the idea that you're trying to propagate. So if you're, if somebody is a, giving you wholesale every, here's everything that we wanted to take care of this is what this is my vision that i wanted everybody to be pulling in the same direction towards and unless you can get everybody to bite on that you're never going to actually fulfill that that vision yeah i mean yeah you fucking nailed it that's it exactly and uh hold on let's um where's this the zach comment zach tyson bajan post after hiller calling them out was hilarious and i think that kind of goes to almost what what Caleb was talking about before, like if you had everybody in the same room and one person po posted it, or even they did it in reaction to us talking about on the podcast or Hiller's post, you would have everybody in the same room and they'd be able to move a lot quicker. If I have to call Caleb and say, Hey, have you seen the Tyson Bajan thing? Did we get cleared to post this? And he says, okay, hold on. Let me, let me talk with the other people in marketing to make sure something else isn't scheduled or we don't have something else going on before that. Then he makes the call. And then those people look over the schedule and they call Caleb back. And then he has to call the people that are going to actually press the publish button on the post. By the time all that whole entire thing has circulated back around, it's been 48 hours and fucking Hiller swoops up. Did you see that thing? It was like 600 thousand views or something yeah go ahead, go ahead and play the clip Please. i have a backup plan if you didn't get the shot in the nfl yeah i was going to um just basically just crossfit my life away get as ripped and jacked as i possibly could <laughs> and uh be a teacher at martinsburg high school i also don't think that i mean those reporters don't understand unless they're any of them are crossfitters i don't think that they understand the how important that what his career path would have been could have been, could be to other people you know what i mean like if he he says hey i'm going to do crossfit and i'm going to teach at a at a elementary school or whatever that means that he not only is he going to 
learn, continue to propagate his accountability by mm-hmm. continuing to CrossFit, maintaining a nutrition, uh, the, an adequate diet, all of those things. He's going to push that on to not really push it, but he's going to give all of that information to the kids that he's teaching. He's going to tell these kids, Hey, let's go work out. Let's go do this. Or have you done that? Let's go do a burpees and assault bike. Let's go do some shuttle sprints and, uh, and broad jumps or something, you know, just, he's going to give all of this information, all these tools to every kid that's going to walk into his classroom, you know? Yeah. And they right. think, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's just like funny haha in the sense that like, yeah, I'm going to get ripped and jacked, but this on a serious port, part of that, he would have changed. I mean, he is right now, but if he were to have gone the educational route, he would have changed so many more lives from, yeah. from the beginning, from the beginning, not just like all these adults are like, Oh, what's CrossFit? Let's check out CrossFit. He's going to change kids habits from the from the start mm-hmm. yeah and hopefully he keeps his um you know i i don't know why this is just that my ego is speaking but when he said like the crossfit thing i felt like it was a a tip of the hat to the show <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, like it's a little nod to like sevon out there and like in the in the podcast and stuff um of course that's just my arrogant speaking but oh wait hold on mary said uh hiller sent a crossfit a collab too no way would they have accepted that though come on like they're not like crossfit right now isn't just about using anything they can to elevate the brand crossfit is just about them trying to do their thing right and it's kind of ironic because they say oh we're reaching out to the people in the community to to you know do some more media and do this and do that and then you have somebody who did it for them and all they have to do is press a button and they're like yeah fuck that i'm not pressing that button that's hiller is this the oh what are this we looking at him. here? This is him. This is the request for him, that he sent to CrossFit to collab. Oh, so he proved it. And look at yeah. but look at that dude. Almost seven hundred thousand accounts reached. That's wild. And he only he has like eight thousand followers. So imagine how many people shared that had to share that for other everybody to see it. Yeah, know? I mean it probably was like what four or five thousand. Does it say if you scroll up, can we see how many shares? At the top yeah yeah 5900 5900 people saw that and shared it that's, that's crazy. crazy yeah back to what we were talking about and like how many crossfitters are going to start watching the the bears play this weekend yeah it's gonna it, the bears now have a cult following strictly because of tyson yeah literally. everybody's just hopped on that bandwagon they're like yeah i'm attached to this guy <laughs> oh my goodness and the fact that they didn't jump on that sooner or didn't weren't building that story the whole entire time, knowing that there was a possibility he can make it, it is again, it's just another huge mistake. But I don't we think any of that changes. What's that? But, well, we just did it for him. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiller, this podcast. I don't think it changes though, unless they have everybody in the same room. I think that if Crossford were to make this announcement, even if they kept all the same players in all the same positions they were in now, and they said, hey, by the way, we're moving to wherever the fuck, I don't care. Let's just say they move back to Santa Cruz. Hey, we're going to go to do CrossFit HQ. It's going to be in Santa Cruz. If you're this or this position, you need to consider moving here. And if you can't, you're going to no longer be with the company within this amount of time. And saw what actually happened from that, right? Like, I bet you once everybody got in the same room, it would, it would, at least, it would help. Or they at least realize some of the people should not be in those positions and they'd probably get the boot a lot sooner. Which either way would be good. Um, Blade had a... But we got to get you scheduled back on the show. Savannah's has requested that. That's on me slacking. Yeah, he's got a bunch of great material for you guys to go over. So 
but I'll shoot you a text after this. Hillary could offer CrossFit four billion cash. They'd be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, have you seen have you seen the show The Consultant? No. Um, so that it's based off of a book that so basically this business is going downhill and this guy comes in and he calls him the consultant and he like fixes everything. Well, there's a scene in the in the movie and where he called everybody who's remotely working, he calls them in and says, Hey, if you can't make it here in two hours, you're fired. And so same thing. Everybody, everybody who could showed up, showed up and everybody who couldn't showed up was fired. Like there was like right at the two hour mark, somebody showed up at the, at the door and they were like in a wheelchair or something. They made it a little bit more dramatic, showed up at the door <laughs> and they fired him. But as he, but he did this, he cut, they he cut him the in a wheelchair. No, no, they, somebody was in a wheelchair, showed up to the door and they, he they didn't show up at the two hour at they the showed two up hour after mark? the two hour mark so they fired him. yeah oh it's pretty fuck. pretty fucked but dude in the wheelchair they continue to do this they start doing all these things like changing um aspects of the company and now they're and the end of the story is the company's thriving and now it's great so i'm not saying that that's what crossfit needs to do but they do need to take some drastic measures i think yeah that would be cool if they did it and then they actually filmed it so you could see the employees like a just like a live webcam at the door with a countdown. Yes. <laughs> kind of like yes. in the show, it'd be super dramatic. And someone runs up and it's like Dawn like locking the door. Later, bitch. <laughs> you had two hours. I'm right here. <laughs> My Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Olivia, did you get the email from CrossFit yesterday on Tyson? I personally did not, but I know a bunch of other people did. Did you get that email, Caleb? I know you get a lot of the got, media stuff. I haven't gotten an email from them in a hot minute, so I did not see that email. They but. booted you and I off the list. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the thousands of people, they scroll up and they're like, yeah, like, that one's gone. Who's this fucked up email address? Delete. Click them, <laughs> click them off. Who's doing a Yahoo.com account? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I know they sent out the email. I know some people got it. Uh, I I did I did not get it. Uh, oh wait, I offered two bill, and they said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. So I'll share these with you guys real quick. This wasn't this wasn't part of the plan, but since we're on the discussion, I wrote down six questions. Um, and there was no reason why it was six. It just happened to end to end up this way. And maybe some of them could even be switched out or not as valuable as the other questions. But um, I was sitting in the hotel room uh, on the first day of cat, uh, Crash Crucible. I just finished up a book. $100 million leads by Alex Hormozzi. Do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? He got no, but I've heard you, guys, recently. heard you guys talk about him a, a lot. I've never like looked into him, though. Yeah, it's great. If you're in business at all, you should definitely. Um, the answer is no. <laughs> you didn't even look at the fucking questions. Um, so I finished that that book up, and it just kind of was jogging my uh, my thoughts a little bit. And I was applying it to my own gym, as I do, but then also CrossFit at large too, right? Yeah, hundred million dollar leads. You guys could pick that up. He has the other one hundred million dollar offers too, if you haven't. Um, heard of them or do it start with hundred million dollar offers and then move to hundred million dollar leads. So after I finished the book, I was sitting there and I was applying this kind of a similar thought process to CrossFit. And I was thinking, okay, so here are the questions. I'll, I'll propose them to you, Caleb. People could go in the uh, chat and let me know. But also if you want to call in, this would be great to hear your guys' perspective on this. Okay. So CrossFit, what are, and it doesn't necessarily need to be three words, one to three words, five words, whatever. What are the three words that you associate with the brand? 
what are the three words when it comes to CrossFit that you associate with the brand? That's question number one. Question number two, what are the three words or what three words do you think people who don't know about CrossFit associate with the brand? Because our perspective as CrossFitters and diehards is <laughs> fucking Dan coming in hot failure just straight up. Wow. Is that okay. the people from the outside or the inside? Yeah, he just killed them both at the same time. Failure, fitness, and fuckery. Awesome. Okay. That's amazing. Good start. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's like, what are the three words that you associate with the brand CrossFit? What are the three words that we think people that don't know about CrossFit, just the average person walking down the street, like the, when Joe Niels walks up to him and he's like, Hey, you heard about CrossFit? You know, what are the, what's the word or the three words or the association with the brand that comes in mind with them? Right. Um, the third, the third question is who's CrossFit, CrossFit, the co CrossFit, the company, CrossFit, the company here in this question, who is CrossFit's customer? Who does CrossFit the company sell to? What is the product or service they sell that they receive money from? Okay, so that's question number three. Who is CrossFit's customer? Mary Monsoor, fake pull-ups. <laughs> those are all three words, actually. Fake, pull, and ups. <laughs> Community fitness, health. Oh, extreme. Not you, Seema. I meant Jay Hartles. Community <laughs> fitness, health. Seema with one word, just extreme. Hiller, slow, confused, and woke. <laughs> Injury, hard, expensive. Okay, so I'm taking that's from outside looking in. Jamie, that's, whoa. That's kind of my thoughts too. Whoa. Whenever, whenever, oh, you could say, you could add, you could say Colt too. Whenever <laughs> I've, whenever I've told anybody, uh, especially, so I, I recently moved into a new job, a new place, and uh, they, they're like oh what do you do or what do you, whatever and i was like oh i i do crossfit or whatever and then uh they're like oh so you're like part of a cult or like you do fake pull-ups and there's all the things i heard right off the bat yep and the funny thing about it is is crossfit that those so when people say that the solution to that is the problem in and of itself so like if somebody is going to say like how jamie just listed these three injury hard expensive okay Media team, let's address all of these and let's make a bucket bulletproof. Let's prove the injury rates are less than or like a lot less than people think. Let's talk about how we could build your fitness level up. Let's talk about the expense. Let's compare it to stuff, right? So when you have these answers, and this is a perspective of somebody from the outside of CrossFit looking in, you also then have your solutions or marketing as well. This is kind of the same stuff that I I did with my my gym personally. Okay, so who's CrossFit's customer? Um, the affiliates are. Are the affiliates the customer? I would agree with you, but is there more than that? I feel like it's also coaches, trainers, um, people who want further education and strength and conditioning. Those types as well. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the. Um, education is the differentiator and i could give some of my answers on this as well um so who's crossfit's customer so we just have about that the next one here and this is just a personal one as you see it what's crossfit's biggest obstacle what's crossfit's biggest obstacle and that's again as you see it in your opinion um question wait is there even six or is it more than six one two three four 
five, six. Okay, seven. I lied. Lucky number seven. Um, so what is CrossFit's busy, biggest obstacle as you see it? The next one here is what's CrossFit's mission? And don't say 30 million CrossFitters. That's fucking stupid. So what's CrossFit's mission or what should its mission be in the way you guys see it? Question number six, does the mission align with the three words that you listed of the brand? Because if those don't align, you are fucked. So if you think about it and we say, hey, this is our brand, this is what we stand for. And then five questions later, I said, what's CrossFit's mission? And you give me something that doesn't even equate to those words within the brand, then the messaging is screwed. You don't have aligned messaging. You don't have continuity between what the mission is, what the people inside CrossFit see it as, or the people outside CrossFit see it as. The CrossFit, the people outside of CrossFit are going to be a little bit harder to sway than the people inside of CrossFit. So first you create the vision, you create the mission. Then we do some branding and messaging to reinforce that mission. Then we get the community rallied behind the mission. And then it starts to change the perspective of the people outside looking in. Says this person who barely knows anything. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, what, what is the, uh, does the mission align with the brand internally and externally? And finally, arguably, the most important question. <laughs> I just wanted to hear her. The most important question, who is CrossFit's enemy? Who is CrossFit's enemy? Now, if we take these questions that we just talked about, what is the brand? Who's it represent? What's the mission? What's the biggest obstacle? And who's CrossFit's enemy? And who's CrossFit's customer? The customer one might have always been a little bit tough, but I know that when Greg Glassman was behind the reins and uh, the steering wheel of CrossFit, we knew what the mission was and we knew who our enemies are. And that mission aligned for the most part with the branding of CrossFit. And now if you also think about it in terms of the way that, you know, from my perspective of the way that Greg Glassman was kind of steering the ship is he was basically like harpooning the major health institutions. He was trying to untangle exercise science from the corruption of the American Beverage Association. He was trying to show the path there and keep the brand um, safe so that way the affiliates could operate free of scrutiny. That was the NSCA case because they were trying to backdoor it through politics to make it seem like there was going to be some sort of um, issue where if you weren't certified in a certain way, what we were doing inside the CrossFit gyms would become illegal. And we knew that that was those were that was the enemy, the American Beverage Association, everything else. We knew that the corruption in the science and the exercise science, we knew that the corruption in the nutrition was harming and killing people at a crazy rate. And CrossFit was the savior of that we had the lifesaver. I don't know why I made that analogy. I've never do Star Wars things. But that was what we possessed inside the affiliates. And that's what we were showing and giving to the public. And now, who is the enemy? I don't know. I would say those same institutions maybe that we were fighting against now we're a part of. But we won't know unless CrossFit has some sort of mission that they're doing. Okay, so let's start looking through some of these comments. Um, F45 Orange Theory Pharma. <laughs> Jay Harder with that one. Uh, CrossFit enemy is themselves. Deep rambler. That's deep. Uh, Jedi Snelson. The problem, that's the problem. They don't have a clear mission that everybody is working towards. 100%. Mary, to remind us, it's a really small team. <laughs> CrossFit's biggest obstacle from the outsider view, cost. 
Interesting. Interesting. Um, it's interesting because we had talked earlier about how healthcare puts people into debt, right? Especially chronic disease healthcare. I mean, Caleb, you know this being in the uh, medical industry and knowing more about that. Like, people come in with these uh, lifestyle diseases that could be prevented by their lifestyles, and they and they fucking don't. And then what happens? They go down the Western medical route, which now they're on prescription drugs. Now they have multiple doctor visits and. All is the doctor doing is feeding them a bunch of pills to mitigate their symptoms as we slowly let them die. That's all it does. There is no hope for you getting better. It's just mitigating symptoms until they bury your ass. And that is expensive as fuck. And you're forcing who, reliance the entire time. Yes, exactly. You're forcing reliance on your medications, on your doctors, on the hospitals, and that shit is expensive. And then when people can't pay it, who pays it? Us, the tax dollars. What's funny is that we, and I say we as like the medical industry, have essentially done it to ourselves with how bogged down every hospital is with everybody that we're seeing all the time. Um, because we require these people to come back for follow visits every month. Like if you, as soon as you start, uh, even if it's just with uh, like an Adderall medication or like antidepressants or something like that, as soon as you start prescribing people these medications, they need a follow up. And you see those five times a day, five days a week, that's 25 patients. That's a, and you do that over the span of months and months and months, you're increasing the requirement for them to come into the hospital. More mm -hmm. people are required to come back to the hospital. And if they're not, then if they don't comply to their medications that through the standard that the medical system has provided, then they need to come back again. They need to get re like their prescription renewed, the new prescription, all that stuff. And so we complain about how many patients we we see all the time, but really it's because we refuse to have difficult conversations with our patients all the time. Because when we do have those difficult conversations with our patients, they don't listen to us. So what do we do? We revert to a quick fix. We give them the Adderall, we give them the, the Xanax or whatever the fuck it is, and then they move on. And then they come back and they're like, oh, wow, it worked really well for me. And you're like, cool, keep doing it. And you pass them along. <laughs> That's right. And it puts a whole entire burden on the medical system. But here's the thing. Hospitals needs pe need people in beds to make money. Everybody's fucking healthy. And if they're giving these, you know, crazy things like lifestyle changes to where they don't need to be reliant on the medical system and they don't need to be reliant on big pharma. There's no money to be made. So just, just think about that for a moment there. I always wonder how many problems we could have solved otherwise, if we didn't have so many of the same low level issues all the time. So mm -hmm. you think about it like, okay, we're low. And I say low level in the sense, like, dietary changes, lifestyle changes, that kind of thing. Like if we were able, if we could actually enforce those things with our patients and we could give them what they need and give them something that is actually a long-term fix over the span of their entire life, imagine how many other problems we could have solved by now, like your type one diabetes, your, your cancers and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It just Cystic fibrosis. Resource allocation. All we're doing is just mitigating the symptoms of the sick and not helping them at all. And just hamsters running on the wheel. Right. Right. Dangaro, highly palatable, caloric, dense foods that lead to medication. The two biggest industries. 
You are 100% correct, my friend. 100% correct. One hand feeds the other. Huh? So anyways, that was just a random um, food for thought there as far as those questions. Because I, if, and you know, this is again, just with a little bit of information I have with the outside looking in, if somebody waved a magic wand and was like, okay, Matt, here you go. You think you fucking know so much, you asshole. Why don't you go ahead and, and run CrossFit? Well, I would pull together the uh, team there um, underneath the same roof, like Caleb and I talked about. That would be my first initiative. This is CrossFit HQ. What does it have? It's got a classroom over there. It's got a gym over here. And it's got a few offices up front. Oh, shit. That sounds exactly like the, the, the HQ in Scotts Valley that, that Greg set up. Oh, wow. What a fucking, wow. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> a classroom over here, a gym over here, and offices for everybody else who works there. And I'd pull everybody underneath the same roof. And I would first separate all of them like I was the motherfucking police. They do that, you know, they separate. Where were you tonight? We're going to ask your friend. So, <laughs> oh, God. Here's my magic wand. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a side tangent. Hopefully, I don't forget what I was talking about. You see the Theo Vaughn when he's talking about Tom Brady's son on the beach? Yeah, he kissed him on the mouth or some shit. <laughs> and he's like, that boy's got a wand on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird shit he's got a wand on him um so the first thing i would do is i would bring everybody together underneath the same the same roof i would separate everybody out and i would run through these six questions with each individual key team member so if you have whatever your cfo your cmos your chief operations officer your you know, whatever, affiliate this, affiliate that. Um, I would do the same thing with HR because once you have a company of some size, you can't just like push HR out, but I would make sure I had the right individuals in HR. And then uh, afterwards, I would get everybody's opinion on this. Then I bring everybody underneath the same, into the same room. And I would say, hey, look, here's the answers that we came up with with these six, six questions. Here's what was right. Here's what was wrong. Here's the mission. Let's get to fucking work. And um, yeah. So there you have it. And the magic wand tastes great. Tastes like strawberries. <laughs> I was hoping we get somebody that would uh that would call in and, and rant on that. Yeah, that'd be nice. But we just got we got an early pop. We got like three calls early, and then now everybody's like, fuck that. I don't want to call and talk to these guys. Okay. So let's go ahead and um let's pull up another one here, huh? Wanted to pick it. Oh no, the podcast keeps freezing. Is this true for everybody else, or is this just uh Mary forgot to pay for internet? Here's a good one. All right, so this is the uh head coach of the I think it's the Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh he said, if any of my players sit on the bench for the national anthem, they will sit there for the rest of the game. And uh, Hmm. I thought it was interesting. The if anybody remembers Brittany Griner, the uh, women's nat women's basketball player who she played for like Baylor and then she went to the WNBA, started playing some more. I can't remember her career, but she was caught with some substance when traveling to Russia, and Russia detained her for an extended period of time, and mm -hmm. we had to do a literal prisoner swap with them where the Russians got a high level arms dealer 
in exchange for a WNBA basketball player, which I'm not really sure that equates very well, but whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, so when we got her back, she went back. Yeah. When she, when she came back, she went back to playing basketball in the WNBA or whatever. And then they caught a picture of her standing for the national anthem with her hand over her heart. So I just, I hope that she understands the gravity of the freedom she has here to do. To act like an asshole. To act like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Like, yeah. Put some fucking respect on it. I mean, I love it when I find this and I say younger people, like roughly like 10 years younger than me, like in their early twenties. Right. And they're like, I fucking hate America. I'm like, how, why? Because of the fucking TikTok bullshit you watch on TV, like take your entitled ass to any other fucking country. And within a week you would be wishing, Oh, I, I wish I had the ability to do whatever ever I did in the U S here. Now, some people are like, well, I live in Barcelona and it's a lot of fun. Try owning a motherfucking business in another country. You think you have those opportunities? Most of the countries won't let foreigners fucking own shit. You go to Mexico, you can't even own anything. Right. So it's like, People don't realize that, sure, if you just want to fucking sit in your little bubble and, and you know, consume your shit and you don't have any aspirations outside of that, yeah, it might be better for you somewhere else. But if you actually want to try to make an, make something for yourself and build yourself a career and a future, like, there's no better place in the United States. And there's no better time than right now, regardless of what you think. I mean, I know people are like, we're on the brink of World War Three. We've been on the brink of World War Three since World War Two ended. That's, That's how that fucking works. It just okay? continued with the Cold War this entire time. It's always, it's, it's, it's always, oh, it's the next thing, right? It's uh, this fucking catastrophe is going to end and we're all going to die. Yes, until that time passes and then the next one shows up that way, right? I mean, so get the fuck over it. You have the internet of things right now. You could take this fucking phone. My case is jacked. Oh, my. You, you could take that phone and you could become a millionaire just by fucking putting some effort into something and starting to work on it. I mean, you could spin up a website, a Shopify, a Stripe account, and you could start instantly selling something. You can start getting free shit. This is very Gary V-esque if some of you guys listen to him. You go get some free shit from a garage sale, come back, put it on your fucking Facebook marketplace and sell it for $20 and make money out of nothing just by posting it on your phone and, and repackaging it. Maybe wiping down the table a little bit. Buy a shitty house, film yourself renovating it, discuss all the ways that you're fixing it, sell some things that are inside it. Now you've made money. Yeah, exactly. It's clear he just read the Alex Mosey book. I appreciate that because that means I've actually internalized it. It's even more clear when you see my Facebook ads played, fucking bringing grandmas into CrossFit. It's awesome. <laughs> Susa the preacher transitioning into Susa the angry dad. One in the same. Like, yeah, the burpee dude only fans. Fuck it. Do what you got to do, bro. The opportunity is there. Sell some feet pics. Sell some feet pics. <laughs> and the point is, is that most people that complain about it, or especially when they complain about capitalism, or they're like, oh, these fucking rich people. And it's like, just take a moment to actually understand and, and fucking learn the opportunities and the offers that you have here in this time period right now in the country that you're in. Don't just shit on it because you think it's the fucking cool thing to do. I need to sell some feet pics. 
You could sell more than feet picks on. I'll tell you that. <laughs> She'd make a killing. All right. Shall we do one more? We reached sure. the 90 minute mark. I was stoked about that. Uh, let's see. That's why I don't date guys without passports. Damn, Seema. Oh, shit. Do you have like a litmus test of rules that you have? You're like, instead of the six questions for CrossFit, you got the six questions for the dudes you date. You're like, do you work out? Do you have a passport? Do you go to Drag Queen Reading Day in the library? <laughs> <laughs> Damn right with my toe spacers on. You'd be surprised how many people I actually talk about at the gym with toe spacers. I really? wish you guys had like a up click of like uh, locations. Yeah, because I, dude, I had bad plantar fasciitis. Like not bad. That's like it was getting bad in my left foot. Like, have you had that before, plantar fasciitis? Yeah. Dude, it's the worst. Like, I would run and I would like turn the corner and it'd feel like literally like the bottom of my foot was like ripping. Like, yep. oh, it's terrible. And um, I just started trying the toe spacers on um, because uh, Sevon had them. So, it was, you know, he's an influencer in the space and he did them. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. I want to do it. So I put on my toe spacers and... Um, I did it for like three or four days and literally I could already feel it getting better. It wasn't like an overnight fix. It wasn't like I put on the toe space, the plantar fasciitis was gone, but I, the more I started doing the less and less and less I felt. And then when I coupleted, coupleted, like at the workout, when I coupleted my toe spaces with a little uh, golf ball and rolled off the bottom of my foot, it's the winning combination. Plantar fasciitis has been reduced down quite a bit. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry. You want to go and pull that up now? The toe spacers plug right there. And if you really need toe spacers, you could uh, steal them. <laughs> Damn. Single leg. Single leg. <laughs> He's got those hands clamped too. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So it looks wow. like the guy was just trying to steal some stuff, and then some random citizen decided to stop him. He got him around the waist, took him to the ground. Another bystander decided to rip all the clothes away from him. Security was just standing there doing nothing. He's just standing Dude, there. he's on the radio. He's like, ah, 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 ah. And then takes him down for a single leg. A little bit, tries to whiz her out of it. And then he walks back over, tries to grab some more clothes. And then grabs him around the waist again. Drags him out of the store. He can't break that. Look at that. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, he's definitely tried to, to he's break He's got that, that gable grip locked in, baby. Locked in. That's awesome. So that dude definitely, what do you think? The guy that was handling that dude, he trains jujitsu or wrestling or something. Gotta be some, he's gotta be some wrestler or something. That, that grip is it's tight on there. Yeah. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He yeah. went that little bit of a takedown and then the way he positioned himself, he knows he's doing. That's good. I agree. I was going to just say that too. That was a great play by play, dude. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we should have like, like one of those situations. And then we just call it the, the beaver breakdown and you just, oh. like, just play by play it, break it down. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that'd be cool. Awesome. <laughs> Security guards are useless. For sure, dude. They just drive around and they're, they only have orange lights. They don't have red and blue. 
<laughs> I want sort of that security guard. They're just professional witnesses. Damn. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Right. It's like a like rent a cop. It's like, well, I can't really do much, but I'm going to witness the hell out of this. I'm going to give a great description. He like jogged up and he's like already on the radio. He's like, uh, you know, I'll just let him let him hash it out. I was going to let it turn. Okay, pause it right there. Security guard. Guy who, worker who took the clothes back and the guy who tackled and security guard. Out of those three guys, which one do you think doesn't work out? The security guard, for sure. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> the way that he looks. He's... Yeah, he's about fucking 30 pounds overweight. Yeah, he's busting out of that that, that security shirt, for sure. And you know what else? He's got a lack of confidence in his physicality. Look at him. He's scared shitless because he never fucking uses his body. He doesn't do any goddamn thrusters or pull-ups. Heaven forbid he does jujitsu once in his life, even though his fucking life may depend on it. He's going to sit there with all his fucking gear and his NFL gloves obviously as if he's about to punch out and go to work. He ain't punching out and going to work on shit. He's Look not going to work nowhere. God damn. If you are somebody who is a first responder and your job is to protect the community, Fucking run around the block. I mean, like this dude doesn't even try. No, that's He's fucking, on the radio, dude. So bad. It's that's crazy. So I talked about it a little bit on the Coffee Wads and Pods podcast that I was on. That felt revealing. I was freaked out about that afterwards. I talked a little bit about my graffiti days in specificity, and uh, I'd never done that. So that was kind of. I felt a little exposed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny because, uh, (laughs) Savon was like, no, it was good. I mean, most people, myself included thought you were a fucking nerd. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you guys want to hear about that, you could go check that out, uh, over there. But one of the things that I was talking about was, um, working with the, uh, first responders. Oh God, you're making me nervous. Oh no, no, no. I'm not going to play it. Okay, it's. I was just happy it had 1.3. I thought it was going to be less than a thousand, and I was going to be upset. I haven't checked it out, so I just was. It was a one and done. <laughs> and dislike, motherfucker, dislike. Um, and so with working with the first responders, like working with the fire department, and um, a little bit with the cops and stuff like that. Uh, it's crazy for their physical tests and you probably know this too from some of the stuff in the um military caleb we're like their physical agility test has to go under such scrutiny for like discrimination and stuff so if they decide like if the fire department says okay one of our tests is you have to take that dummy that weighs 110 pounds and you have to drag him you know 50 feet or something like that if somebody doing that just a random outsider that's taking the test is doing that and has trouble with it or determines that it's too hard or something literally they could sue the department and then the city will take that and they will bring everybody who developed whatever that portion or the event is of the test and they will put it under scrutiny and they will say hey you need to prove that this is going to be something that they do in the job that actually might come up and if it doesn't or it hasn't in a long time then it's going to be on you guys for implementing that as a test and you'll be in trouble Whoa yeah that's fucked up yeah i can't say that i've done that but i can say that i've know people i know it's happened like think like dragging a person picking up a person any sort of 
physical instance where I've needed to put like pull somebody along or pick somebody up, put them on a stretcher, carry a stretcher long distance. Yeah. What the fuck? That's crazy. And it's nuts because if you were to ask me, I would say we should train harder than what we expect to see. Absolutely. Right. Like the training should be the hardest part because in that one, when you run on scene and shit hits a fan and chaos breaks out, which inevitably it's going to do like, like they say, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall back to the, your level of training. And so if you're training at a higher degree of what you expect to see out there, even by a little bit, you're going to be more adequately prepared for whatever comes out. And it's, the, it's literally the unknown and the unknowable. Right. Like you get a call and who knows what the fuck's going to happen. I can't tell you how many times between my wife and I, we've had experiences similar, like similar to this, where we've had to run 800 meters or carry something for a period of time, go up and down four or five flights and stairs multiple times. And, uh, you have in between the two of us, we've never had an issue with it, but you, you look at our, our compatriots or, and they, they have difficulty going up one flight of stairs or two flights of stairs and then coming down, or they're, they're telling the, the fitter person to go take the, take the stairs back down and grab the halogen instead of doing it themselves when they're the ones that lead on the, on the position, you know? It's uh, it's ridiculous in a, yeah. in a very frank sense. Yeah, it's crazy. What is John saying here? Over in Stockton, they took away the wall from the test. Like, dog, this is the one city you need to know how to jump a fence slash a wall. <laughs> no oh, shit. shit. Wow, they took that away? So, I, Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. So what happens if you're like, no, let's like, let's even reverse it. And let's just say that you're not in pursuit of a criminal, but let's say you're, you're running away for your life, which as first responders, you know, you never know who you're going to roll up on. And as shit gets crazier and the economy gets worse and times get tougher and accountability keeps and keeps slipping and slipping away. I mean, here in the U S there, I mean, the U S here in California, there's fucking zero accountability. I could go walk over right now and go rob my Walmart. Well, since I'm a business owner and a taxpayer and I have a little bit of money, I'll probably be in trouble. But let's pretend I was just a, a drug addict that lived in the creek right next to my Walmart. I could walk over and steal fucking $900 worth of shit and no big deal. Why right. bother? Right? And so, you, I, I mean, it's just crazy with the accountability. But to also think that you would take jumping over or climbing a wall or a fence out of a police physical agility thing is well, it's fucking crazy. Um, Cutter, Cutter's had some pretty good comments. I haven't seen this person in the comments before. I don't know. Cutter, did you just change your name or profile? Like, and thanks like for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for hanging out and being so uh, interactive. Um, 150 pound person hasn't been carried out of a fire since the 1960s. <laughs> you, my friend, are not wrong. You are not wrong. Um, Susa, did you see the? SR. Don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Um, Blade. I had to help an old dude who fell by his door by trying to get to his car. Two hundred and fifty pounds of dead weight is not easy. Fuck no, it's not easy. It's awkward too. Yeah, it's not like a barbell. It's not a. I mean, it's not even a sandbag. It's the the sections of a human body are unequal 
And like you said, it's like, it's cumbersome because it's not like you could grip it. Like you can't a barbell, like you could try to get under an arm or something. And then if that starts to slide and then the feet's going to have some drag, some drag to it because of a lot of friction. Yeah. Hmm. Name, I'm the caller. Oh, cool. Awesome. Thanks for calling too. Oh, wait, what's this? So did you see the strongest man attempt to break Martin's record in? No, I didn't. I didn't to break Merton's record. Okay. Interesting. I think everyone who sits in on an emergency row, Mary Montour, I think everyone who sits on the emergency row on an airplane should be able to deadlift 225. No kidding. No kidding. Cause if you're there, at least not like, at least not be a roadblock. So like, even if you can't lift 255, can you get yourself out of the chair and out of the way? But yeah, I completely agree. But we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like dragging two horse doll mats on top of each other. Dude, you must either have those in your garage gym or you own an affiliate because that is very accurate. I had to move like six or seven of them to my new place. Yeah. Oh, that sucked. It was, it was not fun. Dude, they're like 90 pounds each. Yeah, and they don't drag. Like you can't just like... They don't slide very well and they don't slide no. on top of each other well. You can't like, you have to like pinch grip it, but it's slippery too. So you can't actually get a good grip on it. And yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. 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 I'm moving 250 of them right now into our new affiliate. Oh, awesome. Congratulations, Zach, on uh, your new affiliate. Um, can we check it out? Who, wh where are you? Where's your affiliate? What are you, where are you located? That's cool. Congratulations. And that's about as many as I have too. <laughs> Maybe Man. a little bit more than 250. And we had to move a lot of them. We had to move them across Livermore. Luckily, our community was fucking awesome. So everybody who was a part of the gym that owned a truck like showed up. And we had so many people the day that we moved the gym. This was in 2017. That we just had a constant cycle of trucks coming. Like someone would pull in. Four people would be there. They load up the mats. They would drive off. Next person. Came. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, 125 pounds each. Yeah. Is that how much they weigh? I believe it. Um, to Caleb's point, when you said you like you had to pinch them, like hold it with your thumbs to drag it. This is also kind of embarrassing. But both my thumbs like had issue afterwards. Yes, <laughs> little, little baby thumbs. They're like they're like stuck in like I don't know. Yeah, for like two days, I had like the the claw hand going. Graciano Rubio, you like that? You like that? Aro Rubio, bienvenidos. That was bad. I was going to say to the show, but fucking I had nothing else after that. Graciano, I dragged 24 horse stall mats into the parking lot every morning and night during COVID. That, he just gave away a secret. Holy shit, guys. Mark it. Hour 46, 56 into the show. Graciano Rubio, we just found out how he got so strong. If you want to be as strong as, as Graciano, drag 24 horse stall mats out and in to your gym every single morning for three years. No, I, I made up the three years part. I don't know how long you Close, probably. But if you do it, you'll be as strong as him, promise. <laughs> 315 trick press. You fuck. You seen some of the stuff on his account? Do you follow him, the Wall Street weightlifter? Yeah, I love it. Insane. I never I get tired of watching like what he's done. It's just absurd. Yeah. Me either. That's funny. I, I thought about that. I'd never actually get tired of it either. Every time I see one of his posts, I always stop and like watch it. That's funny. 
because some people that are like weightlifters that I've watched before, I'll follow like I'll follow him and I'm like, ah, it's just another lift, but with him. God damn. Yeah. Four five squat clean. Oh, it was a ploy. It's trying to get you to read the Yeah, and it was good because uh I'm not I need to like familiarize myself with exactly what's going on um in uh Graciano's County, but I'm pretty sure don't hate me if I screw this up, I'll probably screw this up. I think there was a whole deal with like um some of the businesses and the city council people and stuff ended up taking a bunch of like uh money that was given out for small businesses during COVID. And essentially like his gym got fucking butt kissed and a bunch of these other uh, people, individuals and companies that didn't even necessarily need it or wasn't even in business or wasn't affected as greatly by it ended up taking the lion's share of the uh, money. But you guys should definitely go spend a couple minutes, go to his account, the wall street rate lifter, listen to um, a few of the city council things that he had clipped and put in there and uh, follow up on, on what he's got going on. Yeah. Three, what is that? 325 or something? 315. 315. Jeez. Just insane. Yeah, it's pretty good. 405 It's just, I mean, look at the whip on the bar. <laughs> oh, it's stupid. Oh, yeah. See, he's got more of the uh, Los Manos. John Graciano did all 24 in one trip. Damn right he did. That's right. Didn't start out that way, but slowly over time, he did it. Okay. All right. That was fun. I had a good time with you guys. Hey, for all 150 that hung out with uh, just Caleb and I this morning, we appreciate you guys. You're freaking awesome. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for always showing up. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for being awesome humans. Thanks for being contributors to the CrossFit community. Thank you for being a contributor to your community. If you're not, fuck you. Be a contributor. Don't throw trash out of your car window. That's a bitch move. <laughs> Mike, thank you. Thank you for letting me um, blast you earlier today, too. That felt good. It felt like a homie made fun of me. And then we were like, okay, we got it out of the way, you know? But it was like friendly <laughs> fire. So he was like a good dude and was like, where's Savon? You fucking suck. He didn't say that. <laughs> felt like okay. it. That's what, like I internalized it. That's what I internalized it as. <laughs> <laughs> Next weekend, we'll be crushing it with Rogue. Caleb will be on scene, on site, on the... There. He'll be there. He'll be there. <laughs> we'll be rocking it from home. It's going to be a great time. We got an awesome week lined up for you guys, too. We got the CEO of Gainsbox coming on tomorrow. Looks like we have Tyson Bajant coming on uh, Tuesday morning, I think, with Greg. Or we might shift Greg's date. I'm not sure. We'll have to uh, double check with that. And then that evening, we have the dynamic duo back. The dynamic duo. Who's the dynamic duo, you ask? Who is it? Who could it be? It's fucking Brian Friend and John Young. And they're going to argue about people that are going to be exercising very fast at Rogue. That's what's yes. going to happen. We got the Rogue Power Rankings on 6.15 p.m. Tuesday night. Be there or we think you're a bitch. Then... On Wednesday, we have the needle mover himself, Mr. Richard, Richard Lyle Froning Jr. So he'll be most likely on on Wednesday morning. Uh, Thursday, we'll rock and roll with something, probably just a live call. And we might sneak a guest in there. Then, of course, we have Shut Up and Scribble with the infamous J.R. Howell and Taylor Self. 
Hopefully we'll get to that mix as well. And then Friday, we'll be bringing you some Rogue coverage. Uh, Caleb, when do you get to Rogue? Friday? Thursday morning. Thursday. Is this a start on Thursday morning? We don't have a schedule yet, do we? No, but I think stuff starts on Thursday. I think on the Rogue website it showed. That stuff starts on Thursday? Yeah. We we brought it up and it had the... um. We had uh, it had like the days listed out. So like Thursday, full day live stream, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it didn't really tell us anything. So I imagine that Rogue will be sometime during this week. I mean, they have to. It starts next weekend. So once we get that full schedule lineup, I do believe we are planning to go. Um, we're planning to go live before every event, in between every event, and then we'll close out um, at the end as well. Recapping, we will have Caleb there on site reporting in, telling us all the fun stuff. You know, yeah, I just saw. Um, who who's competing out of there? I just saw she- Shelby Neal come out of the bathroom with toilet paper still stuck on her foot. It was crazy. Here's a here's a shot. We're like, oh damn! Get the toilet paper. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Uh, yes, one hunters on. Okay, what's happening? All right, okay, all right, guys. That's it. Thursday, just one event. Yep, we'll see you tomorrow. Sevon will be back in the building. I'm sure we'll learn a ton about uh the Mike Bell podcast. Yes. Found it right before. John, thank you. Caleb and I will be splitting that dollar. Dollar each. And we'll see you later. Go watch the Bears game. Bye-bye.